Welcome back to another episode of Her Life Re-Energized. Hi, I'm your host Tia, and today we're going to be talking about how to prioritize things. So today we're going to be looking at three common traps that we often fall into when we're prioritizing things and how to combat them, as well as we're also going to be looking at a bit of a biblical perspective on the why prioritizing is important and how to know what sort of things you should be prioritizing. I hope you're very excited to get stuck into this episode, especially as we start to plan for the new year, if you're listening to it when it gets released. So dig in and get ready to get your spark back. Welcome back to Her Life Re-Energized. Hi, I'm Tia, exercise physiologist and wellness specialist. Is it time to say goodbye to constantly being exhausted and watching life fly by without you? Then this podcast is for you. Twice a week, I bring you simple, practical and actionable tips to reclaim your energy and life. Get ready to flourish in the life and purpose God has for you. Come. It's time to get your spark back. Alrighty. Well, prioritization. (laughs) Oh gosh, I cannot say this word today. So my apologies in advance. It's just not a good day for English, apparently. Um, All right. So let's get into it. First of all, we're going to look at why is prioritizing things important? I feel like this should be a given. I feel like you sh- you probably already know why prioritizing things is important. But just in case, I thought it'd be imp- it's, it is helpful to touch on this because it is, well, fundamental to the entire rest of the episode. So prioritizing things is important because it is dictates the direction that the rest of your life takes. Whatever you prioritize is directly reflected in the direction that you'll find your life taking. Whatever you prioritize is the direction you will go. Whatever you let slip is the direction you will not head in, essentially. So one, you know, very common example of this is health. If you prioritize your health eating well, sleeping well, exercising, living a healthy lifestyle, you are prioritizing your health, which in turn leads for you to be healthy. You end up building a healthy lifestyle. You end up becoming healthy as much as your body can. Well, you know what I mean? Like it might, it doesn't stop you getting sick. It doesn't stop you getting injured. But it does reduce the risk of getting sick significantly. It can reduce the severity of many different things. And it also helps you recover. So if you are healthy and strong, your body will recover better than someone who isn't healthy and strong. But being healthy isn't just a, like a little switch that you can flick one day. It's a decision. It is intentionally choosing to prioritize healthy decisions every single day. 
you know, that means you might choose to go to the gym instead of watching that extra half an hour on Netflix. You know, it might be that you choose to eat healthy food that you've made for yourself at home instead of going out and buying, you know, crappy fast food every night. Not saying that you can't have that as a one-off, but you know what I mean. Like, it's the choice. It's the daily, minutely prioritization of what matters to you. So that is why it is so fundamentally important that you learn to prioritize. Because if even when you don't think you're prioritizing, you are prioritizing something by default. Whether or not you're prioritizing comfort by, you know, eating your comfort food and doing the things that are comfy because you've been doing them forever, you know, staying in your old routines, you know, you could be prioritizing pleasure, you know, when you are going out and doing things, you know, if you're constantly spending all your money and time on entertainment or stuff that doesn't kind of matter, like buying things or experiences or stuff that's not like waste in wasteful quantities you know if you're doing those sorts of things then you aren't you're sacrificing something for that you know if you're doing something just because it feels good that means you're sacrificing something else and that's where prioritization comes into play you know you can't have both you've got to pick one thing or another in any given situation that doesn't mean you can't pick different things in different situations. You know, you can have, you know, the nice home-cooked meal one night and then go out for dinner with your friends another night. Like, you don't have to always pick the same thing, but it is important to recognize that with every choice that you are making, you are prioritizing something, whether that is the social element, whether that is a health element, whether that is, you know, a money element or a anything really there's so many different elements you couldn't I couldn't list them all but you get the idea that you're always prioritizing something so that's why it's so important the next question you that come leads on from this is how do we prioritize well well first of all I just want to touch on a couple of biblical principles that lean into this really heavily so it's always nice to know why we're doing what we're doing. So, you know, a couple of the key biblical principles with regard to rest, not rest, oh gosh, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself here. With regards to prioritization is it's you want to have a nice, healthy balance with things. It's, it's not always good to go completely off the deep end in a particular direction. And we do see that heavily in the Bible. So, for example, here are just a few key principles that I've written down. Um, you know, we we are to prioritizing working hard. An example of this in the in scripture is you know second Second Thessalonians. Oh gosh, this is not a good day for English. Second Thessalonians three ten, where it talks about if anyone is not willing to work, he shall not eat which was one of my mum's favourite Bible verses growing up. He who does not work shall not eat. And she used, to, she used to have it taped under the kitchen bench along with some other Bible verses that she wanted us to know. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, quite, it's quite clear. There is no kind of argument with that. And then, but on the same, 
same time, you know, on the other side, you know, we have the biblical principle of rest and of surrender. You know, we're called to not be lazy, but we are called to rest. I mean, there's so many examples throughout scripture of that one, like God implemented the Sabbath in the Ten Commandments, which, I mean, that's that was the ten most important kind of laws for the Jewish people. And even Jesus himself lived a life that was characterized by rest when it was needed. So, yeah, that's kind of like the two sides of the coin. But it's important that we have both. And it really shows the, the importance of having balanced priorities. So, yeah, a couple other ones that I came up with is, you know, we're meant to do everything for God's glory. We should prioritize excelling and working hard and serving, you know, being part of the fellowship of the believers as like, as in like being part of like a church or a home group or something like that, you know, prioritizing spending time in the Bible and in prayer, etc. So those are just a few little brief, brief tidbits on, you know, the biblical side of these principles. And yeah, if you want to, if you want to do a deep dive, if you want me to do a deep dive on like the biblical side of this, let me know. But just for today, that's like a little taste of the biblical principles behind prioritization. And we are going to be diving into some common traps now that we've had a bit of a look, brief look at the background and why we're prioritizing things and some basic principles behind prioritizing. We're going to be looking at the three common traps that I see. So, first of all, urgency. Put your hand up if you have ever fallen into the trap of urgency. My hand is like high to the sky at the moment. Like, I have fallen into this trap so, so, so often. It's very, very easy to prioritize something just because it's urgent. Not because it's important, not because it's helpful or profitable or necessarily anything that you actually need. We prioritize it because it's urgent. It's due tomorrow and you, yeah, or it's due in an hour. I'm like, oh my goodness, we need to get it done. Yep. (laughs) I'm sure you've experienced that. And honestly, it's not a great option. Letting urgency control your priorities is so, so, so unhealthy on a long-term scale. Sure, it can be really helpful and great on a very short-term scale if that project or obligation or whatever it is is, you know, important and valuable and helpful, then great, that's fantastic. But most of the time, it's probably not. If you're anything like me, it's actually probably, you you probably are questioning why it's even on the list in the first place. So I think the big trick to urgency, the whole urgency trap, is to know what is important beforehand. If you go into something not knowing what's important, then you you will be pulled in every single direction by the whole urgency facade. Because just because something is urgent doesn't mean it's important. And when you let the urgency of a situation drag you in all these different directions, it'll leave you stressed, exhausted, burnt out, overwhelmed, done, 
and with no time for the things that actually matter. Ask me how I know. (laughs) So, you know, like that's the whole trick behind the urgency trap. And so if we want to get out of that trap, we need to know what's important before we fall in the trap. So before you end up with all these different urgent to-dos on your list, it's important to take time to take stock of your life and figure out what is important to you. What truly matters to you? What will you feel good if you have ticked it off at the end of the day? And what things, you know, are working towards creating the life that you want? Creating a life that is intentional, purposeful, meaningful, you know, a life that honors God. Or if you're not a Christian, you know, a life that honors whatever your belief system is. You know, you want to be working towards that. You want to be working towards that rather than just being pulled in a million different directions. So a great way to do this is to take some time and just write down what matters to you. You know, write down what matters in your health, what matters in your life, what matters financially, what matters in your work situation, your relationships, like all the different areas of your life. Take stock of them. Write down what is important to you and then work through that list and figure out what is most important and what is least important. And then that'll give you a really good guide as to what to do when these urgency traps come up. So when something comes up onto your plate and it's so, 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 so urgent, the world is going to end, you know, you know the things you got to stop and take take note, compare it, you know, mentally or physically you get the list out and go, okay, is this working towards any of the goals on this list? No. Okay, great. Is the world physically going to fall apart if I don't do this? No. Great. Okay. Can I push this deadline back? Can I, you know, give it to someone else? Does it actually really need to be done? You'd be surprised how often the answer is just no. It doesn't actually need to be done at all. But it's on our to-do list. It has a very urgent timestamp, So we do it anyway. And you know what? When you've got extenuating circumstances, well, you know what I mean. Like things like work or emergencies or all of those, you know, family things going on. Obviously, you know, things will be urgent and yes, it will be urgent and yes, it it does need to be dealt with immediately, but most things don't fall in that category. Most things that appear urgent aren't really urgent or they don't really matter. So that's number one, urgency. The second one kind of goes along with it and that is social pressure. Social pressure. Yes, I'm sure you've also experienced this one. This is when someone else is imposing the deadline on you. You know, someone else is kind of going, oh my goodness, the world's going to end if you don't insert blank. You know, it might be your mum saying, oh my goodness, the world's going to end if you don't have your sheets washed by noon. 
you know, they won't dry before the afternoon and it'll be terrible. And you're kind of like, well, if you step back and you look at it and you kind of go, well, are, are having the sheets washed today essential? Probably not. Will it the whole world end if you wash them tomorrow? Probably not. I mean, sure, there's, you know, extenuating circumstances like if you're going on holidays, I guess, or something like that, and they need to be dry. I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. But you get the idea. There's someone imposing a deadline on you. And they think the deadline is very, very urgent. They are convinced that it is the most important thing in the world and that if you don't do it in that time frame everything is going to fall to pieces and that's not true 99% of the time it is not true it is an artificial urgency because that is what's most convenient to them they want you to do that because it's convenient for them to have it done in that time frame or they're just stressy, <laughs> you know the people, they're just stressy and if something isn't done, they're terrified it'll get forgotten or the world is going to end or some big catastrophe is going to happen and that's okay, you know, you've just got to work through it with those people but you also have to take stock within yourself and decide is this A, really urgent and B, is it important? And they are like the two fundamental questions that prioritizing really kind of hangs on. You know, if something is super, super, super important, then it really needs to be high up the priority list. And it really shouldn't be bumped down for anything that isn't either of equal importance and urgent or less that, you know, it shouldn't really be bumped down for any reason unless something else that's more important and more urgent comes up so it's just important to do that to take note of that because it's very easy and I don't know about you but you know it's very easy to see your really important things just get knocked slowly down and down and down and down the list by all these fluffy not important but quote-unquote urgent tasks that either you or a family member has put or a friend or a boss or a colleague has put on your list and it's really actually not an emergency. It is not that urgent and it could be dealt with in a timely manner while still making you know, allowance and provision for the actually important things that are on your list. Alrighty, so... I guess the, to wrap that one up, I just want to make just my tip for this one would be to A, know what your priorities are like we knew and we talked about in the first trap, but secondly, to understand that just because something is important to someone else and urgent to someone else doesn't mean it has to be important and urgent to you. Yes, you have to treat that person with respect and kindness and understanding, and try to reach some sort of compromise, but your whole world doesn't need to be completely flipped upside down because of someone else's poor planning or emergency. Well, quote-unquote emergency. True emergencies, you know, they should be dealt with appropriately. <laughs> and 
Actually, I heard a really great quote, or well, saw it online somewhere, and I think it's quite a, quite a, kind of sums this up really well. Your poor planning does not constitute my emergency. And I love how that kind of ties into this. You know, often the social pressure comes from someone else's poor planning. They haven't planned something through. Now it's this big kerfuffle and it's now your emergency. And it's kind of like, well, hang on. (laughs) Just because, you know, you haven't thought this through, haven't planned this through, haven't worked this through, doesn't actually make it my emergency that I have to deal with right now. You know, obviously you want to help people and you want to work with people and you want to do the right thing and help and love and support the people around you. But you also have to do it in a manner and in a time frame which is feasible. (laughs) I guess for lack of a better word. Alrighty, the third one I want to talk about, the third common trap is fair or procrastination. So fear and procrastination, I've kind of like put them together because I feel like a lot of procrastination does tend to stem from fear or uncertainty. And it's when you don't know what is the right thing to prioritize, you know, you're scared of making the wrong decision and prioritizing the wrong thing. You know, you're scared that if you you're scared that if you make the wrong decision, the world's going to end. Or if, you know, you don't cave to someone else's social pressure or that, that enforced, you know, urgency that the world's going to end and you're going to be this terrible person. So you kind of don't make decisions. You don't prioritize. You kind of like are very passive and go with the flow. And well, to put it blankly, bluntly, you know, it doesn't work. Every time you make a decision, whether that is to be passive or active, you are making a decision. You know, it kind of goes back to what we're saying at the start. Every single decision is a decision. Whether or not, you know, whether or not you realize you're making a decision, you're always making decisions. You're always prioritizing things. So it is important to actually be active in that prioritization so that you are prioritizing the things that matter to you, that you are making decisions that matter to you and get you where you want to go. So that's kind of the basis behind the whole fair procrastination one. And with the whole fair procrastination side of things, you know, it's important to kind of come back to the root of why you are afraid why are you paralyzed? Why are you procrastinating on these decisions? And have a look. You know, it's important to go deep and to see what is the fundamental issue for fear. Because when you're afraid, a lot of the time we like to throw band-aid fixes on fear. You know, we're kind of like, oh, just make the decision. Just, you know, make the prioritize the right thing. I don't know why it's so hard. And it's kind of like, well, if it was easy, we would have done it. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of want to go back to understanding why are you afraid about this decision? Are you afraid about the social rejection? Are you afraid afraid that, you know, there will be dire consequences? And what do those consequences look like? And I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on dealing with fear. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are a lot more qualified to deal with it. But I do just want to say that when you get to the root of the fear 
and you look at why you're afraid, it tends to get less scary. You know, it tends to be less intimidating. And it does, I've found it to be very freeing to make the decisions that I need to make, to prioritize the things that are important to me. When I look at why I'm afraid and then start to work through it, you know, thinking through it, journaling through it, praying through it, you know, getting scriptures to talk to the fears. And then once you've kind of got that framework, then it can allow you to go forward in confidence and, you know, be empowered to actually make the decisions that are important to you. And yes, fear can be, you know, you don't want to be paralyzed by fear. And yes, it can be hard. But when you stop kind of like putting fear in a corner and letting it just be super creepy and like intimidating, you know, kind of like that whole monster under the bed idea, you know, until you turn the light on, it seems so big and so scary. And then you turn the light on and you realize it was like just a sock or something. <laughs> so that's kind of how I deal with fear when it comes to like this whole prioritize, prioritizing things. And, you know, if you've got any great ideas, let me know. I'd love to hear what you do to get around fear and procrastination. But I just wanted to touch on that. And, you know, I think when you do have the fear and the procrastination, the procrastination from fear, it is still really important to know what your priorities are, what is important to you, what do you, what do you value? What makes you, gives your life purpose and meaning? And you know, where is God calling you to be? What do you want your life to look like? And when you can kind of recenter on some of those things, which are bigger than the fear, it can really help you to take action, even if you're still a little bit afraid. So yeah, so that's the three common traps that I see a lot around prioritizing things. You've got urgency, or artificial urgency, you know, social pressure, and fear or procrastination. So yeah, so that's the three common traps. I just also thought it might be helpful if I shared my order of priorities. I know this will look different for different people, and you might be convicted about different things, but for me, this is what the Lord has convicted me, is the correct order for priorities, and I do know that he's convicted a lot of other people that this is also the correct order but I just want to say this is not probably the only order but this is what I have found to be good <laughs> I got there so first of all I believe that Jesus um, should be you know Jesus God should be the first priority he should be above all else obviously if you don't believe in Jesus um, and God whatever higher power you do believe in could go there and even if that's just the universe or whatever but I believe that Jesus is always the first priority followed by your spouse if you're married so for me my husband would go next so I'd go Jesus my husband and then it goes family so your immediate family is like the next priority um, you can work it out with the Lord if the extended family goes there I'm not really sure <laughs> That's, that's a new issue for me. Um, but, you know, immediate family, then it, then it goes down to, you know, your work, your ministry, and your other commitments. Well, I probably put ministry above work, 
yeah, ministry work. <laughs> I've got them written with like a forward slash between them. So they would be the next priorities. And then after that, everything else goes down from there. But I think it is important to remember that Jesus should be first, spouse should be second, kids should be third if you have them, and then fourth should be ministry and then work. Give or take. But that's kind of how I think, that's how I see it. And yeah, I hope that's helpful for you. If that's not how you see it, that's fine. You know, obviously you've got to do what you believe is correct and what you believe is the correct order of things. But I would encourage you to sit down and work through it. Have a think about what is the correct order of things. What is most important to you? And then work down from there. Because that will help you when you come up against any of these traps. And just in day-to-day life. You know, if you know that Jesus is the most important thing to you, you're obviously not going to do things that offend him or hurt, you know, hurt him or, you know, like as in sin and wickedness and doing the wrong thing. Obviously, you're not going to be putting them, you're not going to be doing them intentionally or prioritizing them at least, you know, if he is your first priority. And that kind of goes you know, and it just goes down, you know, obviously, if your spouse is your first part, your second priority, first priority under Jesus, you know, you're not going to be committing to events or work things or anything that is jeopardizing that relationship. And then, you know, your kids go in that same boat, you know, work and ministry, you know, it's so easy in today's society to put work at the very top, <laughs> especially with access to our phones all of the time. You know, we put work, it's so easy to put work on that pedestal because, you know, our bosses always have access to us, our colleagues always have access to us, you know, your clients, you know, calls, emails, text messages. Like, it's so easy to be inundated with work stuff and then to give it that place intentionally or unintentionally you know you can turn around and realize that your whole life revolves around your work you know you no longer commit time to you know ministry events to Jesus you know you're not putting time into your friends your family your spouse all because work has now taken that golden position up top and a lot of the time we it it just sneakily creeps up you know, it's just, oh, just one more email here. Oh, just that meeting there. And then before you know it, it's at the very top. And, you know, the same thing can go for ministry if it's not well. I know this is very controversial. But if it's not well prayed through and managed and inspired by the Holy Spirit, ministry is also very good at doing the same thing. I mean, don't yeah, I know. Put your pitchforks away. I'm not saying ministry is bad. I love ministry. I've been involved in ministry my whole life. But it is important to remember it also doesn't belong at the top. It does not belong above Jesus. And I would strongly argue that I don't think it belongs above your spouse either. You know, I mean, there's there's technicalities with Jesus and ministry. But generally, broadly speaking, <laughs> you know, because... Ministry is a blessing and it's an opportunity to love and bless the people that God has put around you through his word and all that sort of stuff. 
But it's very, it can be very soul sucking if it's not being done inspired by the Holy Spirit. You know, it can be very, I, it, I mean, how many, like, okay, answer this, answer me this honestly. How many pastors, youth leaders, youth pastors, people in ministry have you seen get burnt out? Yeah, it's a lot. There are so many people getting burnt out. And I, th- I personally think, I mean, I'm not a specialist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm, I'm exercise. I'm an exercise physiologist. So like, this is very much out of my scope of practice. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of the time it does seem to be because it has worked its way up the priority list and it has taken that number one seat. Everything else has to bow to ministry, whatever that ministry commitment is, including Jesus, you know, including God. And that, my friend, is where you run into big issues. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thing that you're doing to serve God is now for like quote unquote, you know quote unquote making God serve it uh-uh that is never gonna work God doesn't serve like no just no so yeah so uh, that's that's my personal order of priorities and what I believe is a good order and I know I haven't touched on like the intricate details but I do think they are so independent to circumstances as you've probably noticed throughout this episode I've got caveat after caveat after caveat and it's because everybody's lives look so different you know there is not really any one size fits all for prioritization or prioritizing things but the the, the principles do hold true you know you've got to know what's important you've got to know what is urgent like in a kind of more in like an emergency sort of like you got to, well, scratch that. You've got to know what is urgent. You've got to know what's important. And you've got to know what matters. If you don't know what matters to you and what God is calling you to do, you are going to run into issues. You are going to fall into these traps. You're going to struggle and fight and get burnt out and be exhausted or be discontent with your life. I noticed that is like a super common side effect of not having your prior of not having like priorities in a good order is like people tend to get very like discontented because they're not doing the things that they know are important because they're getting pulled in all these other directions doing everything else so yeah while I can't while it would be impossible to give super duper specific details on what you should or shouldn't prioritize the principles do still hold true know your order of priorities, know what's important, and then work from that. And when you do that, you will find that you can create a life that is so much more intentional, meaningful, purposeful, rewarding. That's another thing. Like, that's an interesting side effect. You know, when you prioritize things well, it is a very rewarding feeling. You feel very satisfied and almost like inspired or like encouraged, you know, that feeling like when you tick the box and you're like super stoked and you're like inspired to go on. Yeah, I feel like that they are the things that I've found and I know many other people have also found as benefits of prioritizing things in their life. So there you go, the three common traps for prioritization 
and how to get out of them, and some biblical principles, and my personal order of priorities. I hope this has been helpful and encouraging and given you some great food for thought as we go into the new year and we start to make priorities and we start to decide what this year is going to look like. I hope you have had a wonderful Christmas and I'm super excited to see what the new year brings. All the best. Bye. See ya.